Hey, and welcome back to the Simplified Sourcing Podcast. Your host, No Paul, here with you. Very exciting show today. I have the newest director of business and development, Heidi Urban, joins me today. I remember uh, we were talking a little bit about it last week. I wanted to introduce you to someone new. Um, and Heidi Urban, again, is now a part of the AZX slash Simplified Sourcing team. Heidi has a wealth of experience uh, from her previous positions working within the promotional products industry. Uh, we talk a little bit about that as well as her past uh, passions and what got her started. Um, as well as, you know, Heidi brings a huge amount of energy and focus on customer service, uh, which is a real benefit to anyone who uh, has her a part of the team. So we're lucky enough to have her here. And uh, I'd love to um, introduce her to you guys, the listeners of the Simplified Sourcing Podcast. So hang tight. Uh, let's talk to Heidi. And if you can, at the end of the show, feel free to like, share, and comment. Enjoy the show. Hey, and welcome to the Simplified Sourcing Podcast. Your host, Neil Paul, here with you. Today, I have a very special guest. Thank you very much for joining me, Heidi Urban. Thank you for having me, Neil. Excited to be here. Excellent. And Heidi joins us. Uh, well, you have a bevy of experience when it comes to the promotional products industry. One or two years, yeah. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> and uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your position and uh, a little bit uh, about where you came from, if you don't mind. Well, I'm super excited to have joined the AZX Simplified Sourcing team. Um, I have over 15 years industry experience. Um, my title here is Director of Business Development. I am working with our account executive team. I'm working with our biz dev team, obviously our RM and sales team. Super excited to have joined the company and to bring my years of experience to the table and help take AZX and Simplified Sourcing to the next level. Um, I was at... Spectre and Co. for a little over 10 years and Debco for almost five. So, so you I'm started starting at Spectre. Yes. Very cool. I started off actually <laughs> at pretty much the bottom. Um, I was a receptionist for a couple of months because, oh, yeah. yeah, I came actually from the food industry, but, um, and I had my own catering business Very way cool. back when. Uh, feels like a million years ago. But uh, a good friend of mine used to work at La Senza. She was the um, director of marketing, mm -hmm. and she had gone to Spectre & Co. to be their director of marketing. And she actually needed an assistant. But in the interim, they had just fired their receptionist. So they're like, can you be a receptionist for two weeks until we hire someone, sure. and then you'll jump to that other position. So um, long term short, they were implementing a bunch of new systems, and they needed someone who, you know, could help implement those systems. Mm -hmm. So I ended up doing that for about a year and then became um, an assistant to the account management team and then did that for about a year. And it was actually one of the best things I ever did in my career because yeah. I learned everything from the bottom up. I learned sure. so many things. I was actually very integral in their um, shipping system too because okay. at that point they brought on UPS SCS, which is who they use as their freight forward daily. Gotcha. So I learned some very key things from my career from that, being you know based in Canada and always shipping to the US. And then from there became an account manager, then I headed their business development team. And although I had amazing opportunities, I'd always wanted to go into outside sales. Gotcha. And Debco gave me that opportunity. So then I uh, graciously left Spectre and went to Debco and um, had a fantastic time at Debco. I was their national 
accounts um, business development manager and then from there became their regional sales manager for the northeast wow yeah it's a very large territory as well yes very, uh, very yeah. uh, populated there's a lot yes. of people tons and tons and tons of accounts key 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 <laughs> large accounts so um it's nice like many of my customers I don't even just consider them customers, they become friends because For we've sure. gotten to know each other so well over the years. So it's been a fantastic ride. Really okay. enjoying myself, love the industry. Very cool. Yeah, and you mentioned your, uh, you had entrepreneurial uh, ventures yes. at the beginning, yes. uh, which is amazing because I think that's aligned with what some of our distributing partners are like. There's that, that yep. uh, you entrepreneurial know, spirit. Right. Many of them, you know, some of them work for super large companies. There's more and more people, you know, joining the Geigers and the Halos and right. the adventures and advertising of the world. But a lot of them, you know, they started off, you know, working out of their home or working out of their basement and have built these incredible companies. So I totally can identify with that. Um, I was actually a junior buyer at Ascenza and was a little burnt out because uh, the fashion industry is crazy. It's as yeah. high paced uh, as our industry. And um, I had always dreamed. Anthony Bourdain actually was one of my huge role models in my life. And I read his book, Kitchen Confidential. And after that, I was so inspired to go to culinary school. Yeah, yeah. And um, so at the age of 25, I took a year sabbatical with Lasenza's full support. They were super great to me and allowed me to go to culinary school. And I was classically French trained. And from there, I um, started my own culinary, uh, my own company. So I Very did cool. um, personal chefing, I had my own catering business. And um, did that for about four and a half years. Where so. did you go to school? In Montreal? Yes. Very yes. nice. Yeah. Very cool. I lived in Montreal for 20 years. That's where Spectre oh, is located. So. Gotcha. And then moved to Toronto um, after I joined Dubco. Do you miss the culinary arts? Mm. That, any aspects of that that you miss? I do and I don't. It's, um, it's, a, it's another crazy industry. Yeah. And um, it's it's an industry you have to start in super young because it's very hard and very demanding on your body. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can work sometimes 16 hour days. Wow. So, yeah, that's why, you know, most people, they, they start at like 18, 19 years old because you really by 30 want to be a chef. There's, hi there's a hierarchy in the kitchen. Right. So it's not like you just get out of culinary school and poof, you're a chef. Right. Um, it takes years and years of training and there's training. different stations and then, yeah. you know, you kind of work your way up the ladder. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always been my dream to one day. I never wanted to have a restaurant, but I actually wanted to have a gourmet store. Oh, yeah. Where I made my own stuff, but you never know. You you never you know never where know. life is going to lead you, right? That's right. So that's right. Yeah, and that's a skill I'm sure that can that you keep with you, and it's uh it's something that you can apply later on when you have you know as a hobby. But at the same time, if you're keeping up, you're you're definitely right in the mix with the background training that you have. Totally. Well, and also like considering I had my own business, sales, customer service, all those things have always been in my blood. I've always loved working with people. I've always loved, you know, that B2B kind of business because, right. you know, just to, sitting behind a computer all day long would drive me crazy. Sure. So that was one of the reasons I also wanted to get into sales. One of the things I love most is getting in front of my customers. But I'm now in my 40s and traveling two to three weeks every month it's tough so yeah, it's I'm excited taxing. to be yeah. um, back in the office and working with our teams so just super excited for the opportunity excellent and you've so you've seen a great gambit of, of different levels of the industry and in different positions mm -hmm. what would you say is one of the things that that uh, distributing partners always 
like what is most important to them in terms of their placing their orders and finding a partner in a in a vendor or a supplier like ourselves i would say accountability of the vendor mm-hmm. customers want to be able to place an order and have us you know take care of it from a to z and deliver sure. everything that we promise we have to deliver so for me like my two key words this year with um our teams and just the company in general, I think the things we're focusing on is accountability and consistency. Right. So, you know, placing an order with us is a binding contract technically and legally. Right. So we want to make sure that whatever we promise, we fulfill. And I think, you know, in our industry, there's so many production partners for our customers to choose from. Sure. What hopefully will set us apart in the future is not only our pricing, our product categories, but also our customer service. And yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, Rob and Grant brought me on board was because I have that huge background of customer service. For me, my integrity is worth more than anything. Sure. So my customers have trusted me, over, learned to trust me over the years that um, I'll actually say no to an order if I don't think I can do it. They know that if they trust me with their um, orders, you know, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure it, it gets out. But, so. if, but if, yeah, if totally. And I think that they would appreciate that because if mm-hmm. if they have this grandiose request, but, you know, the timing doesn't work, the lead time doesn't work, production can't do it, it's better off to say, listen, maybe we're not the, this is not the right spot. However, yeah, at I'm this giving time you a we fair can't, chance. Yeah, yeah for I'm giving sure. a fair chance to find someone who can type Yeah, totally. And um, I think that's what's going to, as the industry progresses because we all know that you know the amazons of the world are trying to get into our industry and there's many customers that are also using their own suppliers to go direct Mm -hmm. but what i found is um a lot of times once they start doing that they realize how hard it is working with suppliers and how you know the supplier can turn around and be like no sorry we didn't ship your order you weren't important enough to us because they don't have volume with them right so i think many customers are have tried to go on the the direct route and they're coming back to working with suppliers like us because they'd rather you know maybe pay that extra five cents ten cents net but at least it's us doing all the work and stressing and making sure we meet their in-hands dates so um, it's it's interesting to see how the industry is progressing. And one thing I'm really proud of with AZX is that we've really invested in technology. Right. I think a lot of companies have not done that yet. And in order to keep up with the times, especially when, you know, Amazon is conditioning everyone that, you know, you place your order at a day later, it shapes, ships, and then you get free shipping. Like, sure, yeah. um, we have to go towards that route. And I'm proud of the fact that AZX is, you know, I think one of the leaders in the industry, actually. Like, when I came on board, I was super surprised and thrilled at all the technology we had um, at our hands for our customers. So I think that's uh, something we should be pretty proud of. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, so being a part of our new business development team, uh, the director, um, you got a chance to go to PPAI that just mm-hmm. passed. And I know when you guys, when you all came back, it was like you guys just, it's as if you walked home. There was, you know, you guys looked a little bit uh, like you stayed up a little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was an intense couple of days. Yeah. Um, but how, how was it? Oh, it was fantastic i would have to say probably one of my best shows in maybe the last five years it was very well attended even our distributor partners were saying how busy they thought the show was um it looked like suppliers also invested again in um 
Sorry, oh, go ahead. Keep going? Okay, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if we had top. Sorry. Yeah, no. Um, it looked like our supplier partners had even invested more in the shows. Like uh, for the last, I would say, five or six years, a lot of suppliers have kind of scaled down yeah. on their booths. It looked like people were investing again and making the show bigger and better than ever. And um, it was just fantastic. It was great to see some of the customers that I hadn't seen in years. For sure. Um, and they were super excited that I had joined AZX, had great discussions. They got to see new product. Um, it was fantastic. And then, yeah, the social aspect is always a little grueling. I bet. Um, Tuesday night, we actually had four parties we had to attend. So it Busy was, schedule. Yeah, it was a little crazy, but it was... VIPs. Yeah, flattering <laughs> to be invited to all of these events. Very and, cool. uh, yeah, when I got off the plane Thursday morning, I was never so happy to <laughs> see my bed. So I bet. It's, it, it's one of those trips that you're so excited to go and see everyone. And yeah. then by the time you're at the airport, you're like, oh, thank goodness I'm leaving because yeah. you're done. Totally. You're done. Totally. <laughs> you're ready to go there, home. There has been times when I've been on an all-inclusive and as much as you're so excited to get there and there's those all you can eat, all you can drink. And then by like, quite honestly, by the sixth or seventh day. I'm like, I think I've had enough. Yeah, I'm ready to go home now. I'm ready again. to go home. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> go back to normal. Yeah. I just kind of want my bed. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So at the show, I was reading along uh, the website, and there was, uh, you know, a couple of cool things that they were talking about, some of the cool new products, some of the cool um, um, attractions. I think there was, um, you know, pop-up lunches along the strip um, that you could go and, and check out cool foods. But they also had, like, attractions, like an illusionist and, like, I heard, I read that there was a gaggle of puppies that were, that you could go and like submerge yourself. Did you see the puppy? No, I didn't get to see that. I heard about it and I saw like an image. Yeah. I saw an image of it. Like someone showed it to me on their phone. Unfortunately, we didn't, we didn't get to leave the show floor. So it's so busy that, um, we, we pretty much are stuck there. And then, like I said, afterwards, um, both days I had events, so I didn't get to go on the strip much, but, um, yeah, they always do super cool things, um, for that. And then, like, the restaurants and the dinners and the parties, there's so much going on, mm-hmm. um, at PBAI that, you know, everybody really enjoys it, but it's, it's exhausting in I the bet. end. Yeah. yeah. Um, for some of the cool products, like, um, a couple of customers showed me, uh, what's really, been popular is kind of like these 3D graphics that okay. they're showing and um, actually talked to our ownership about that too. I'm not sure that's something we're going to hop on because quite expensive but kind of a new technology and then for us our straws were so hot oh, with really? all of the yeah. new environmental laws that sure. many states are passing and I'm sure even in Canada it's going to start to be enforced as well with Disney and McDonald's and Starbucks and different huge end users hopping on the bandwagon yeah. um, straws are going to be phenomenal for us yeah. so um, well, for good reason too when you really sure. do start to look at what you know, non-reusable straws are doing to the environment where yep. they end up. Protecting our oceans. That's, yeah, it's, you know, very important. Those poor sea turtles and fish and things like that. Right? Ingesting them. Right. Because it's, it's, it's interesting. I think we have a bit of an advantage, not an advantage, but we're in a unique spot where perhaps where we are, recycling is very important. Yes. And it's everywhere. It's accessible. Yep. So the problem isn't as uh, rampant. But if you're living on, like, a, a, you know, one of the coasts, 
and say recycling isn't as important um, to your whatever state, country, province, or whatever it is, then there is a possibility that those pieces of plastic don't end up in the recycling bin. For sure, for sure. Or, you know, any w- place where there's a high volume of tourists, sure. there's yeah. always going to be, unfortunately, more like wastage and things like that. So I think it's super important. And, like, impressive that states like Florida and California and Washington State have put these laws in place so they mm-hmm. can protect, you know, their the seas and the waterways and the animals that are are there as well. Like, unfortunately, sure. we've used and abused our planet for a long time. Right. And, like, I, I remember when I first joined the industry 15 years ago, um, eco-friendly, environmentally friendly was not something that was really discussed and right. you know unfortunately our industry at times can be a bit you know wasteful right. I, you wonder how much of our stuff actually ends up in landfills as opposed to being recycled sure. so when i was at Spectre, the super popular thing was um bamboo pens and um pens made out of cornstarch oh, so cool. that they could actually biodegrade yeah um and then now you know bamboo is popular the paper straws are popular the silicone um straws are popular i think it's important that as an industry we try to lead with more environmentally friendly products as well and i think that'll continue to be super trendy especially as end users demand it because obviously whatever they demand our customers are going to ask from us and you know that pushes us to rise to the occasion and make sure that we have products that people are interested in so very cool and i think a lot of people are jumping on that yes in various different ways too i know that there's um and I, I know he's a DJ, but I, excuse me if I forget the name. I know people are probably saying like, oh, it's Tiesto. It might be Tiesto. I think it might be Tiesto, Tiesto. too. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't do a show unless they have recyclable straws or mm-hmm. reusable straws. So I just think also like, bottles. Like, I think a, a lot of clubs now are not even allowing you to, like, have plastic um, water bottles and things like that. They want, um, you know, they want reusable things. Yeah. So I think that's important. For sure. And that makes sense. The way we evolve and change uh, as a part of, you know, on the mass scale as all of us as consumers and consumerism are part of that kind of, you know, culture or or what we do. But at the same time, if we can consciously change some of our poor habits to improve on that, there's definitely opportunity for vendors, distributors and end users to kind of jump on those trends. And then we all kind of come full circle in terms of improving or making it better. For sure. I mean, as consumers, it's we put our money where our mouths are, right? If we want to make a change, then we support the companies that make those changes. So for sure. it's nice to see that the end users are already leading the trail for that. So lots of uh, distributing partner visits, lots yeah. of uh, talking to people at PPAI. Uh, and we had the new booth some... this year, oh, which yeah. was How super was exciting. Oh, it was gorgeous. Got some good we... feedback. Oh, yeah. Tons and tons and tons of positive um, comments. It was nice to be in the bigger space. Yeah. And we actually had this kind of like whole wood eco vibe going, which customers commented on as well. Oh, so, cool. yeah, it was nice. They said, wow, looks like looks like a whole new ASIAC. So it was very cool. It was nice. You know, customers are seeing us like moving to that next level so it's exciting is there any shows coming up that you know of that you've penciled yourself in for so if uh, anybody was uh, thinking of passing by and saying uh, seeing you again at this time I'll be attending the um, Toronto top show and the Montreal top show Um, I will be in Toronto too oh awesome um, I'm super excited because I've never attended either of those shows. So um, the majority of my career has been spent in the U.S. So 
I'm excited for the opportunity to get to know many of our Canadian customers and put um, names to faces and things like that. So pretty excited about that. Uh, for the U.S., not at this time, but that could change at any moment. For sure. um, I know, you know, Mike and Jake and Bruno will be, and Selena will be out there um, attending multiple different shows. There's ASI Dallas on the horizon. There's the, you know, the NEPA show and the Sagni show and all of the different regionals. So um, I'm sure you'll see lots of people out there representing us. And all, all across the country, which is super exciting. Sure. Yeah, and we like to get out there to the event shows. We like to meet mm -hmm. our distributors. And, uh, yeah, we're really happy you listened. And, Heidi, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Heidi oh, thank Urban, you for our, having me. You know, I'm super excited. Our Anytime. Our Director of Business Development here at AZ Exports slash Simplified Sourcing. Come by anytime. I'm sure I will come to you and we'll, we'll do a, another show hopefully down the sure, road. Sure, definitely. And if there's any one of our distributing partners that are listening that do have a question for you, want to get a hold of you, is there a, a handle that they can reach you at? Uh, yeah, uh, probably the best way is through email. And my email is Heidi, U, H-E-I-D-I-U at Aztecs.com. Excited to talk to and speak to everyone. Awesome. Thanks again, Heidi. And thanks for listening. If you can, please like, share, and most of all, comment. We appreciate you listening to the, AZ, or sorry, the Simplified Sourcing Podcast. Until next time, take care.